going on, everybody? Um, we had a couple some, difficulties, some technical difficulties on episode six today. So it's not going to be a full episode. We live time. We talked about every single game, but Mike was bugging. It's going to be cut a little short. Yeah. And we're sorry. This isn't the first time this has happened, you know. But it's still the first month. We're trying to figure everything out. It ain't going to be perfect now. We're going to have mistakes. Uh, it's a tough situation. But the episode still is longer than it's ever been before, most likely. This is uh, pre-editing. But I'm assuming that it still should be probably about 100 or a minute or an hour and 20 minutes, hour 30 minutes, hopefully. So, uh... I just hope this doesn't take away from the content because we really dug deep this year. This week. week. I'm sorry, this week. You know, um, you go to most podcasts and they're going to tell you some BS about the stats, but we're going to tell you why and what your team needs to do. So thanks, guys. Hope you enjoy a little cut-down version of the episode. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be back next week. We sure. will be. Broncos took down the Patriots. Kind of a shocker there. Uh, Drew Locke didn't play his best game. Only went 10 for 24. 189 yards and two, two interceptions. Didn't find the end zone. Uh, tough game for him. Cam Newton... More the same for him as as far as Drew Locke did. Uh, 17 for 25, 157 and two interceptions. Julian Edelman, though, two for two for 38 yards. Let's go. What a maybe. great game for him. Yeah. <laughs> maybe he can be the quarterback of the future. <laughs> <laughs> Philip Lindsay, running back for the Broncos with uh, no Melvin Gordon. The running game was really all on him. Uh, he had 23 carries for 101 yards. Good game from him. Uh... For New England, Cam Newman was a rushing leader. Rest, rest of the guys really didn't find anything, but he had a ten for thir- ten for seventy six and a touchdown with a long of thirty eight. Tim Patrick, wide receiver on the Broncos, had another good day, uh, four for uh, one hundred one. I like on Tim it. Patrick. Yeah, he's he's a bright spot. He's overshadowing Judy right now. In my opinion. Yeah. Albert O had a two for forty-five. Really, Albert O got in there? Yeah, yes. yeah, he That's did. Nice. I'm not gonna, yeah. He had six targets too. Wow. Yeah, I'm not going to try to say his last name because that. Okawigambam. I think something <laughs> I, like I think that. It's, I think we'll it's go with that. Yeah. Uh, James White, welcome back to James White. Good to see him on the field. Uh, yeah. Eight for sixty-five receiving wise. Demary Bird is that how you say his first name? I don't know. I just know it's Bird. That's his last name. Mr. Uh, Bird. Three for thirty-eight. Ryan Izzo had the exact same stat line. And he fumbled. Who? Izzo fumbled. Oh, wow, I didn't see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, Cam Newton had a reception, one for 16. Uh, <laughs> Did he really? Yeah, they, they ran a Philly special. That's how Julian Edelman had one of his com- completions. Uh, but if you are a fantasy owner of Brandon McManus, you got to be happy with this guy. Six for six on field goals. Without him, the Broncos don't win that game. Yeah. Yeah, but... With the sketchy performance by Drew Locke, is Drew Locke going to be the guy in Denver for years to come? Um, I'm going to say yes, as of right now. Um, yeah, for the future, I'm pretty sure. He he threw two picks in his return game, which is, I mean, like, Patriots' defense is really, really good. and then he But he did enough to win. 
There are some easy opponents along the way for Drew Locke and Denver Broncos. They won two in a row, I'm pretty sure. I think. They beat the Jets. and they then did. They, they beat the yeah. Patriots. So back-to-back AFC East opponents. They, 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 just, they surrounded Cam Newton. They made his life look pretty bad out there. I was watching the highlights today, and it was, it was pretty ugly. McManus did show out, but Drew Locke, when it comes down to Drew Locke, he did enough to win the game without Melvin Gordon, without... Uh, Phil Lindsay did return, but without Noah Fant, Noah Fant did not play. He didn't. And McCorland Sun's already out, yeah. but yeah. Chubb's back in there if Vaughn Miller's gone, but they did it good, and their defense did good, and Drew Locke played good enough to win the game. Well, <laughs> he did enough to win the game, that's what I'm saying. He did play pretty bad. Yeah, yeah well, he didn't play that good, but he he did enough and it wouldn't matter the most to win the game. You know, I think John Elway is probably going to fire Vic Fangio after the year. But I don't Andrew's think old too, so he is. So maybe they'll, they'll force him into retirement, you know. Yeah, but uh, they're going to make some changes. Um, but this just depends where they're drafting. You know, if John Elway could pick up someone like Trey Lance, he won't think twice about it. But you got to remember, Drew Locke, this is his first game back after spraining his shoulder pretty bad. Um, playing in New England, his first start back, this game's irrelevant for the future. I don't look at any of the stats here. Check it next week. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. But Drew Locke sucked. I mean, there's no really way to go around it. He, in the end of the game, he threw two picks pretty much on back-to-back throws. I think might have had one to throw in there. But they're just like, like, dude was not trying to win the game, it looked like. And it looked like he was just trying to give the ball to the Patriots and have them choke the game and not have <laughs> it be on him. So it's, it's a weird look, but he did get the win, so I guess he – Got the job done, but it was not yeah. pretty. Didn't even find the end. You know, there's else. a big difference between trying to win and trying not to lose. Yeah. And that's what it looked like. Sure. I mean, but it kind of looked like he was trying to lose, though, in the fourth quarter. <laughs> He's doing a lot of lot, a lot of sketchy things, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. So, we're going to go on to another ugly game. <laughs> this one happened in New York, but it does not feature the Jets. We'll talk about that one down the road. But uh, this one between the Washington football team and the New York Giants. Giants came out of the top one in five division contenders in New York. Uh, back in that race. We'll talk more about that later. Uh, Kyle Allen for the Washington football team threw 31 for 42. Two touchdowns, 280 yards and a pick. Daniel Jones, 12 for 19. Kind of weird, only threw the ball 19 times. For 112 yards, yeah. a touchdown and a pick. Uh, he did run. Seven times for 74 yards, including a 49-yard run. Devonta Freeman, uh, newly giant. I think that's his third or fourth game. Uh, 18 carries for 61 yards. And on Washington's side, J.D. McKissick uh, actually had a pretty good game, if you have him in fantasy. Eight carries for 41 yards, and then also had six receptions for 43 yards. Uh, Antonio Gibson had nine for 30 yards. And then uh, on the receiving side, Terry McLaurin. Led the way with seven for seventy-four, and I mean, New York's receiving attack really didn't do too much. But this has been a question with New York: Are they in the QB uh, carousel again this year with another questionable performance from Daniel Jones? What are they going to do this offseason? Yeah, this uh, Daniel Jones situation is. Pretty interesting. It's a big question mark. Uh, but the thing is, they're in the middle of a rebuild right now. All that matters is if Joe Judge likes him or not. And we don't know yet. So 
if he makes some statement about his quarterback situation, then we'll know. But right now, it looks like it's Danny. Yeah. You know, if it they throw someone we've never heard of before in the game, then we know there's an issue there. But yeah, it is kind of tough to go away from the quarterback you drafted just two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I think Daniel Jones is fine. Their offensive line is terrible. Uh, Austin Jackson did play because he start, he didn't start the game because of he was late to a team meeting. Austin Jackson was it Andrew Jackson? And, his name Andrew, Andrew Thomas. Thomas. Oh my god! Austin Jackson is the uh, I got the Mc, Dolphins rookie. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. Andrew Thomas. He he missed a team meeting, so they benched him for I think a quarter. Yeah, and he he's not been playing very well either. He hasn't. Yeah, he really hasn't. Number two over three, three, four. Four. Three or four. Three or four. Like Sorry. That. I think it was I think four. three. <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> know. Let's, let's do a little fact check. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Akuda went three, so he's four, yeah. yeah he's yeah. got to be four, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I know I'm a Jets fan, but, you know, Makai Becton and Jedrick Wills and Austin Jackson have looked so much better than yeah, they have. this year. That's kind of alarming, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Daniel Jones did turn in his best performance of the this season. What? In my opinion. Statistically. Yeah. <laughs> Statistically. <laughs> he ran for 74 yards. He did. Touchdown He's pretty much Sam Darnold. Yeah. He's running for his damn life. True. Who'd, who'd they play week one? Played oh, Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. He had two touchdown, two picks in that game. But I think he's the guy. Yeah. I think he's the guy for the future, and they can't bail on him yet. I think, the, I think out of the two New York teams, I think... Oh, man. I think the Jets let go of Darnold before D- Jones. Probably. That's just my opinion. We'll see. We literally have no idea have, what's yeah, going to happen no idea, but the Jets. I think so. it's more likely Darnold gets replaced by Lawrence than Jones gets replaced by Trevor. I mean, I think it's going to be a very high chance that the Jets have Lawrence rather than the Giants do because the Giants won't have the first pick. The Jets will. And if you're at that I hope point, so. Trevor Lawrence <laughs> is going to be yours, Skyler. And if not, we'll trade it for 17 second-round picks. <laughs> we'll build around Sammy. Yeah, we'll see and bring in Juju. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think the Giants got to stick with Daniel Jones. It's too early to go away from him. It's it's only his second year, and he was like the sixth pick. So it's very, very early pick. Very, very highly questionable pick, as we saw on draft night. A lot of boos from that. But he's a, he has had a turnover problem fumbling the football. We'll yeah. see how that goes later on. and he can hold on to it and perhaps win the Giants some games in a very weak NFC East. Another team that played in the NFC East this week was the Philadelphia Eagles. They hosted the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, They only lost by two points, but that was due to a fourth quarter comeback by Philadelphia, which they completely failed on the two-point conversion to tie up the game, which would have made a crazy comeback and helped the case of Carson Wentz. Uh, But... I mean, the read option that they ran really did not work. <laughs> Matthew Judon sniffs it out like it is nothing and uh, just destroyed uh, Carson Wentz. Yeah. But, yeah, in that game, Lamar Jackson again threw for under 200 yards. He went 16 for 27, 186, and a touchdown. Uh, but he also ran for 108 yards on nine carries and a touchdown. Uh, J.K. Dobbins had nine carries for 28. Gus Edwards, 14 for 26, and a touchdown. Mark Ingram... Five for twenty on the ground. Receiving wise, Marquise Brown was the leader of their receiving core. Huh? Hollywood Brown. Yeah. Marquise Hollywood Brown. Uh, four for fifty-seven. Uh, Nick Boyle caught their lone touchdown. Devin Duvernay, three for thirty-one. 
it's a guy to keep your eyes on perhaps because Longhorn. Yeah, he had a big play earlier in the year as well. Uh, Philadelphia side Carson Wentz, 21 for 40, 213, and two touchdowns. Miles Sanders, before getting hurt, had nine for 118 uh, with a long of 74 yards before he fumbled the football, eventually picked up by J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, Stanford alumni, and uh, oh yeah, got in. Carson Wentz, uh, five for 49 with a touchdown. Jalen Hurts, two for 23. He had a play where... He was under center, or not under center, in the shotgun. Carson Wentz was spread out wide, threw the ball to Carson Wentz, then back to Jalen Hurts. Juked out a man. Kind of cool, but, I mean, I only got a couple yards, so it really wasn't all over yeah, anything. Great job, Doug Peterson. <laughs> Another good game from uh, Travis Fulgham. We saw emerge last week. He had six for 75 and a touchdown. John Hightower, one for 50. Oh, yeah. That's all he had. But the Boise he State Broncos. I think he had a drop as well. I think he had a big drop. Oh, it doesn't matter. Zach Ertz ended up having a high ankle sprain <laughs> later in the game, so he he had to come out. Is Goddard uh, back? Next uh, week? They said he's not playing. Goddard's questionable. Oh, jeez. They play this week. Yeah, they play Thursday. Thursday night. I don't think Thursday he's... Night. Yeah, yeah, they're going to lose to the freaking Redskins, guys. Giants. They play Giants. Oh, Giants? Oh. The Redskins aren't a football team. Miles well, they Sanders. are the football team. Miles Sanders <laughs> is also moved out this yeah. Thursday. Uh, <laughs> Zach Ertz... Four for thirty-three though. Four going down. I'm pretty sure they're O-line too. Watch out for Boston Scott though on that Thursday night game. Yeah, okay. Could be <laughs> When's the last that? time he's ran for more than forty yards? Hey, you know what? He, what he had last year against the Giants? What do you have? Week seventeen, hundred thirty yards, three touchdowns. I guess this is kind of a week seventeen game. So. Yeah, and the other time <laughs> they played the Giants, he had a career day, hundred thirty uh-huh. yards and a touchdown. Something to watch All for right. there. All right, mm-hmm. I'll be watching. But Baltimore. Against the banged-up Philly squad, only won by two points. Is this a concern for the powerhouse in the Baltimore Ravens? Yeah, the Eagles suck. I don't care what Alex tells you. They're horrible. Um, <laughs> Lamar Jackson has had multiple underwhelming games. Yeah, and I know really they're 5-1, and one, but they haven't put a team away since week one. Yeah. They keep letting them hang around. They and that's done, not they good. They haven't done what they did last year yet mm-hmm. besides week one. Weren't they up by two possessions? They were up by a lot. Uh-huh. They're at least up by. So maybe they were playing uh, some really prevent defense. <laughs> I don't. I don't I know. Watching. I mean, they're <laughs> I watched, I watched stalled. The if that if that happened, yeah. They, their well, stalled. they probably went conservative. Just ran, ran, ran. Well, that's what they do anyway. So. Yeah, but like more and more conservative. Uh, I'm gonna say this is a concern somewhat because I think they're fine. I think the Ravens are just they're gonna go like 13 and three, maybe. That's a bold four. prediction. What? They're five and one right now. <laughs> they got a very easy schedule, and well, when had no one out there, <laughs> it was kind of it was kind of bad. Hey, don't disrespect Travis Fulgham, man. Come on, Fulgham, Fulgham. Fulgham played really Fulgham well. Fulgham is a guy, but watch for him, man. That's a guy. But Miles guy. Sanders got hurt. Plays with speed. They have a lot of bad injuries, and Carson Wentz. I feel bad because he's throwing a no one out there, but he did make a miraculous comeback, like. Uh, he didn't come back. He still lost. He still lost. Never yeah. had the lead. Was not a comeback, but a great fourth great quarter. Great effort to push the lead uh, game to two points. There we go. Miles Sanders did get hurt, and sorry, Brett, for your fantasy team. But <laughs> but yeah, I think yeah. it's it's a concern a little bit. You know, the thing about Carson Wentz is his career will always be remembered for you know missing out on the MVP, having the backup win the Super Bowl for him. And yeah. True. You know, I don't think he'll ever get rid of that stigma. 
I just don't think it's yeah. going to happen. Yeah, we'll have to see what happens there. Uh, I'm not really concerned if I'm a Ravens fan. I mean, it is kind of like, well, we only beat the the Eagles by two. That's kind of scary. But, I mean, I think they'll be fine. I Pittsburgh's a really tough team to play in that division. They obviously got two games against them. One of them on Thanksgiving night. We talked about that last week and uh, how fun that game is going to be. And, yeah, I mean, the Ravens are a good team. They can't shy away from that. And winning that division is definitely going to be a tough thing with. I guess the Browns are a mediocre team now, in my opinion. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Steelers are definitely another big team in that division. Yeah. We'll talk about the Steelers now, where they absolutely destroyed Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns 38-7 to at Heinz Field on Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon, depending where you're at. Uh, Baker Mayfield, 10 for 18, 119 yards, a touchdown, two picks. Ended up coming out in the third quarter for Case Keenum, uh, who threw 5 for 10 for 46 yards, no touchdowns. A little no spark picks. of energy from Case Keenum. I mean, yeah. Baker Baker was playing hurt. We, we knew that. He was questionable going into the game with a rib injury. Uh, said that he couldn't even sleep on his side, which if you can't even lay down on your side and then you get him hit by a Pittsburgh O-line, Got to make you not feel good. D-line. D-line. Yeah, did I say O-line? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you didn't get hit by the Pittsburgh O-line, but you got hit by the D-line for sure. And, yeah, you could tell he was definitely feeling it. Uh, not a good sign for the Browns there. But Ben Roethlisberger, on the other hand, 14 for 122. Tw- not 122. Uh, 14 for 22 for 162 and a touchdown. Mason Rudolph also threw a pass for six yards. Good for him. Uh, a little bit of something. Let's go, Mason Rudolph. Maybe some revenge with that uh, Miles Garrett situation <laughs> last year. Uh, saw him and uh, Mike Tomlin dap up before the game, laughing it off. Who knows? That's just fake smiles and stuff. But we'll we won't really know. Uh, Kareem Hunt, the rushing attack for the Browns was pretty stalled. Uh, Thirteen for forty. Didn't really get anything there. Pittsburgh rushing attack, on the other hand, did pretty well. James Conner, 20 for 101 and a touchdown. Benny Snell, 6 for 17 and a touchdown. And Chase Claypool, rookie wide receiver, had another touchdown. What a great year for him so far. He also had four receptions for 74 yards. Didn't find the end zone four total times this week, but I'm sure that he'll take what he had just fine. James Washington, second-year receiver. Oklahoma State Cowboy. Yeah. Four for 68, found the end zone. No one else had over 10 yards on that Pittsburgh receiving squad. Austin Hooper led the way for Cleveland, 5 for 52, but that really wasn't relevant because, I mean, they got destroyed. Uh, Rashard Higgins caught the touchdown. Pittsburgh defense, every single game this year, has had three sacks and a pick at least. So that Pittsburgh defense is definitely something. But our topic for this game is Baker Manfield and his performance. Is Baker going to be the guy in Cleveland after this year? I mean, we've seen with his contract that up this year they got they got to give him the deal or the fifth year option I believe but it's decision time in Cleveland is Baker that guy in Ohio so the Browns are obviously taking advantage of the rookie contract um, putting the highest paid free agents they possibly can around him to hide the fact that he probably can't sling it mm-hmm. and yeah. the thing about this team is if they can't go on a playoff run, then there's definitely a problem here. This team reminds me of the Rex Ryan Jets. You know, um, top free agents on the offense to make it look like Sanchez was a decent quarterback. Yeah. But 
He's got good targets, that's for sure. Hooper's a beast. He is, Hard exactly. Beast. That's why they got him, you know? If, if Baker can't hit Odell, fuck, just dump it off to Austin Hooper, the number one tight end on the market. Yeah, exactly. And if they don't win a playoff game this year, then, yeah, they'll probably pick up his fifth and trade for a bet. Playoffs, it's tough games for them down the road, too. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Baker right now is the guy. As of right now, like how I said, the fifth-year option's coming around. They are 4-2, and two, but it's just, I think it's just one game because if they're at home, their chances of winning bowl games are high. And with Nick Chubb coming back in about three or four weeks, if they, if, if they just cap off some wins here and there and get Nick Chubb back, that's one of the best backfield duos in the league. That's true. He wouldn't have to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> they could put Keenum back there. Because their best offensive hey, performance. Hey, Keenum. When he got that full starter job in Minnesota, he took advantage hey, of that thing. Thanks to Stefanski. Really, really yeah. well. Sure. Because when their best performance was against Dallas, I mean that's not saying much because mm-hmm. Dallas, Dallas is terrible. Yeah. But, but uh, he hasn't lived up to number one pick hype. No, definitely not. Definitely not. But is this his best season under Stefanski? Probably right. It's week five. Yeah. We don't know. Boy, is his best season under Stefanski. It's his first year. Just first Stefanski. year under Stefanski. Yeah. Or so best I, year. I mean, it's got to be his best year under Stefanski. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like, bet, is this his best year in his career? Cause he's a, Probably not. His rookie year was, was better. Is this, year, this is year three, right? Yeah. 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 I don't but, think Baker is the guy in Cleveland. I'm going to just straight up say I don't think he is. Yeah. Uh, one thing that you look for in franchise quarterbacks is you want them to be consistent. And we've never seen that at Baker Mayfield. We've seen flashes of greatness. We've seen games where he's done for 350 yards, four touchdowns, and they're like, wow, this guy's a beast. And then he has games like this. Cleveland, they've been scrambling for a team for the last, seems like forever. And this loss is unacceptable for Baker. Even though he was hurt, you can't. You can't lose this bad against Pittsburgh. They've well, lost Pittsburgh's pretty them. good. They've well, yeah, but so was Cleveland. When you're years. four and one, you can't get blown out. Yeah, you they can't. lost to him 15 years in a row yeah. in Pittsburgh. They, Cleveland fans are done with it. Okay, wait, do they're, you getting, guys... they're getting teased by Pittsburgh friends and stuff like this. It's they yeah. can't lose this bad against Cleveland. Do you or think? Against, do you need to get blown out in Cleveland? I mean, I don't know, but they. It they depends can't which Baker we see. Yeah, we you know the one who can. Hide behind his weapons, be great on third down, so they don't have to turn the ball over. Yeah, because he he beat or, this defense last year, right? Or was that the game that Miles Garrett? Was that a win? I think it was, but you know, against Miles Garrett and Mason <laughs> Rudolph, Mason Rudolph. Rudolph. Sorry, sorry, that's yeah, that's, that's what <laughs> I meant. Yeah, you know what I mean, guys. Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> the Baker will still be there next year. They'll see how he does from that. But after that, I think they'll be in the QB market again. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Keaton's yeah, I wouldn't be, I'm surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if they throw in Case Keenum. Yeah. In a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Send a message to Baker. Say, hey man, you gotta do this stuff. If not, then you're gone. So, another weird game happened in Carolina over the weekend as the Bears, the Bears, took on the, the Carolina Bears. Panthers. Improved to five and one as they won twenty three to sixteen. Big Dick Nick Foles uh, through 23 for 39, 198, touchdown and a pick. Uh, honestly, didn't play too well in my opinion. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, 16 for 29, no touchdowns, two picks two on picks. 216 yards. Yeah, two yeah. of them. Two of them. And they were on like the both picks were like on back-to-back plays, which is kind of weird. Mm. Montgomery, 
did what Montgomery does, and I don't think he's that good. So uh, 19 for 58, 3.1 average, not too well there. Mike Davis, 18 for 52, and a touchdown. Teddy Bridgewater, 8 for 48 on the ground. Pretty good game by a quarterback. Bellinger just hit an absolute bomb. Cody Bellinger puts the Dodgers on the board in the fourth. Belly, man. Come alive. World Series game one, if you didn't catch that. Yeah. <laughs> but back but, uh, to back to Cle- uh, Carolina, Chicago. Carolina. Yeah. Chicago's receiving core was led by Allen Robinson, 5 for 53. David Montgomery also had 4 for 39. Uh, Cole Komet found the end zone. He did, finally. Rookie wide receiver, or rookie tight end. Yeah. I'm sure it was fourth yeah. down on the goal line. Yeah, it's a big play. Uh, DJ Moore. 5 for 93, led the way for Carolina. He dropped a touchdown, which could have obviously changed the game how this went because it's a one uh, touchdown loss. Robbie Anderson had another good game for uh, Carolina, 4 for 77. Jets fans got to hate seeing him do good. No, we love seeing him do good. (laughs) We love it. You know, anyone who could break free of Gase. That's true. That's fine with me. You got to be happy for him. It's true. I guess. But... And we've seen, we've talked about quarterbacks a lot so far. We're going to talk about this again. Uh, Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater, we could have talked about the Chicago's QB situation for the future and if Nick Foles is the guy. But is Teddy Bridgewater a bridge QB? Uh, I think Matt Rule, when he took the job, was Bridgewater there before Matt Rule came? I think that was his first signing. It was his first. Yeah. So I think he Actually, had, that was the second. He got Robbie first. Yeah, he yeah, did, yeah. yeah. He has if if Teddy Bridgewater is not the bridge quarterback, if he if he's not Matt Rule's guy, Matt Rule probably would have drafted a quarterback. But they went who they draft this year. They drafted Will Greer the year before. They, they drafted, drafted a, they drafted all defense. Every single yeah, one of their picks was on defense. Mm-hmm. They drafted Yeter. Yeager, Gross Matos. Oh, they drafted Derek Brown. And they drafted the safety yeah. guy he's from Auburn. Big yeah, boy, Jeremy Chin. Jeremy Chin. He's beast. You know that, and that's Matt Rule sending a message. Mm-hmm. You know he's here for eight years. He made sure he got that contract. Defense so. yeah. wins championships. And the thing is, he doesn't have to win now. He doesn't. He doesn't. But he's they here are winning for now. eight years. Well, see, that's going to change. Yeah. And this is why Teddy Bridgewater was their first signing. He's okay with when, when you with teaching yeah. whoever's coming up next. If it's not next year, it'll be the year after. But Matt Rule will definitely bring a quarterback in. It's not that Bridgewater's not the guy. It's that he is—he is a guy. Yeah, he's yeah. a good guy, and he's won them games this year. With, yes. I didn't think. I thought after they lost McCaffrey, they're gonna not lose, not mm-hmm. win a, a game for a while. Hey, that's what happens when you bring in good coaching staff. Man, yeah. Joe Brady too. He was like what thirty-four, Brady. and he's gonna be head coach next year. That's yeah, crazy. He, he yeah. started that uh, LSU firepower with Joe and, Burrow. Uh, Sean Payton hired him when he was like. Early twenties, <laughs> yeah, crazy story. Yeah, I think Bridgewater's fine there, and like Skyler said, this is Matt Rose has a has a vision of mm-hmm. his eight year plan. If he says it's all eight years, but they played a really tough defense. Bears, I think the Bears are probably top top ten, top five defense in the league, in my opinion. Yeah, and Khalil Mack and nothing like the eighty five Bears though. <laughs> Duh, Bears. That's a long time ago, <laughs> but yeah, they look pretty good. Mack and Mac and crew got after Teddy Bridgewater, and they Fuller played well, and they they all played pretty good. Swarming Teddy Bridgewater. I like Jalen Johnson. You know, I, I like Jalen Johnson too. I would have taken him in the first round. I think he fell because yeah. he went to Utah. You know, a lot of scouts don't stay up for mm-hmm. for Pack the late games. games. Yeah, yeah. They play late over there. Yeah. Yeah, I 
this is a tough situation for Carolina because Teddy Teddy's played great in some games. He's been questionable in other games like this one, but it depends what you're really going for. I mean, if you're looking to take a QB this year, if Trey Lance or Justin Fields isn't there at your pick, I think you chalk it up and say, Teddy Bridgewater, you're the QB for now. Uh, but I think he eventually will be the bridge QB to mm-hmm. whoever they take next, obviously. But I think do think he'll be a young guy, not a yeah. uh, event. And, yeah, uh, yeah, sure. Teddy will be that bet in two, three years when they're ready. Yeah. I do believe be that. Bet. Yeah, and uh, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of teams in the contention for Fields and uh, Trey Lance is here because mm-hmm. I think Lawrence is going number one. Yeah. But the thing with Carolina is they're not going to suck this year. They're they're three and three. You know they. I mean, yeah, but that still gets. They're going to win six, enough games. Sixteen too. to seventeen, sixteen, seventeen pick, eight and eight. Is that and what Matt Rule's thinking is if he can get enough building blocks on the defense, yeah. it doesn't matter what their pick is. Yeah, they're hoping to get into a situation where they insert quarterback and and boom, and it's, and boom. yeah, yeah, exactly. They got the great running back. They got two great mm-hmm. wide receivers so far. I mean, the tight end. I don't who's their tight end like Ian Thomas or something. Ian like Ian Thomas. Yeah, who's on last year of his deal? But hey, that could be that could be Kyle Pitts Teddy, in the draft. Teddy's a winning quarterback too. I do still think they'll attack defense in the draft too. Yes. Fill some mm. spots there. Yeah. I mean, twenty-three points to the Bears. I mean, we're given some shitty field position or field position with the picks, but yeah. grab an edge guy, a corner, and a tight end. No sure Davis. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Davis fumbled too. Yeah, I think he did. Mm. Yeah. yeah. They gave McCaffrey back soon, so maybe they win more games than yeah. projected. They got some weapons over there though in Carolina. Yeah. Leads us in the halftime. Alright, welcome to halftime everybody. So we touched on Joe Burrow a little bit earlier and he needs some help, obviously. <laughs> that team is, you could say... They are Not weapons. complete. They are weapons. They do have some weapons. Yep. And they're probably going to be picking top five in the draft, right? And they're going to take Penny Sewell if he's there. They Most need a def- tackle. Definitely, yeah. Um, you know, if for some reason, which I'm not against, they go on a little run with Burrow, win six, seven games. They'll win a couple games, I think. Burrow's a beast. Yeah. Then I would say straight double down. Take another tackle. Alex Leatherwood? From Alabama? from Alabama, he's not bad. He's not obviously not he's not Penny Sewell, but well, about I would some take of him the other, in the top uh, ten. Linemen that aren't tackles, Creed Humphrey. Creed Humphrey, you don't take a center with a top five pick, Kyle. Unless They're it's Nick Mangold. Like maybe Luke Brown in the second round. He's there. Huh. Hey, Michael Jordan, Kyle. They're fine. I mean, shoot, <laughs> if a guard, I think though, right? <laughs> I know he's a guard. <laughs> you know, if obviously the free agency comes before be. the draft, if they can't bring in an entire new O line. Then yeah, draft yeah. as many as possible. Yeah, probably pick up some vet guys in the O line as well. I mean, we've seen vets do well in other places. Mm-hmm. Well, Semily. Semily. Hey. <laughs> Sucks for him. He's out for the year. Yeah. yeah that's tough. Both knees. That's weird. But yeah, uh, you know, for the Bengals, I'd say they either got to go defense too. Their defense is nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, giving up thirty-one points to the. Indianapolis Colts, who has Phillip Rivers at the helm. Can't do something about, or have to do something about that. Jesse Bates, though. He's good. He's a beast. He is a beast, completely underrated. Probably top five safety in the league. 
if you look at it, he's he's severely underrated. And uh, if you're watching a Bengals game for some reason, some reason it's on national TV, watch him. He'll play. I think they do have a Monday night game this year. I think it's like week nine at at Steelers. I think. I think everybody has got to have something. At least a Thursday. Everyone has a Thursday night. Yeah. Yeah, and we no, got a Monday. I don't think no, so because no. the Chiefs. They, they already played. We're gonna have two. They played on week one, and then they're gonna play uh, yeah. last week. The the Bengals already had a primetime game against Cleveland, uh-huh. and then they play week fifteen in uh, against Pittsburgh at home Monday night. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, they're gonna lose by fifty. We'll see how the we'll see. against yeah. the defense though. So. That will be, be fun. There. That will be good. Um, you have anything else to say, Alex? Um, <laughs> they, I think they have to go O line, right? Like they you said, Penny yeah. Sewell is a beast. And if if he falls, because I know Leatherwood plays on the right side, right? No, he plays on the left side. Left side? You know, oh, they, yeah. they said on national TV, they got it wrong. It made me so angry because I watch a lot of college football. Yeah. Last year, I Jedrick Wills at Alabama was on the right side because two was a left-handed quarterback. Yeah. So when they got that wrong on ESPN, I was losing my mind. You were livid. Yeah. I was. Like, come on, man. You guys get paid to do this. I'm just a kid. <laughs> Yeah, Bob, yeah Bobby kid, Hart man. is... Uh, You're 20. He ain't a kid. Grown-ass man. Grown yeah. man. I guess so. But anyways, uh, sticking to college football. Big Ten football Let's is go, coming baby. back. Woo! Thanks, President Trump. Yes, sir. <laughs> Ohio loves um, me. Nebraska at Ohio State, I think, will be the most interesting game. Not because of the score. It'll be a blowout for sure. Yeah. But Justin when Justin Fields throws for six touchdowns, is there's going to be so many comparisons to Olave Trevor Lawrence. Then? You know, every year this happens. Olave. I think Olave is going to play. I uh, think so. I don't, I don't know. But um, anyways, it happens every year. Even if it's a lock at first, people are going to talk about it. Should Justin Fields go one? He just played Nebraska. They're better than Georgia Tech. Because right now they're, they're freaking out I don't out buy it, a... but, you know, it's going to happen. What about... Yeah. Uh... Michigan, Minnesota. Go ahead, bud. Hey, this is you. That's Saturday prime time right there on their lights. College game day is going to, to Minnesota. But right now, back to Justin Fields. They're talking They're talking right now with Trevor Lawrence about Zach Wilson. Who else are they guys talking about? Uh, Kyle Trask. Kyle Trask. Those two yeah, guys yeah. are like, they're like, I know they're good, but like they're like, yeah. I need to overhype I do them. love Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson's a boss. I love him. Where's he at? BYU. BYU. Ah. Yeah, yeah. He's really good. Oh, yeah. Mormon. Not a first rounder, but... Yeah. Kind of like a Dak Prescott kind of guy, you know. He could fit in most systems. But you said you said Dak was gonna go first round if he didn't have DUI. Really? Yeah. What do you want? That's what I think. He won the fourth round. Did they draft Zeke that year too? No, 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 no. Zeke was the year before. Yeah, he was fifteen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember Zeke uh, was going crazy in the championship game, and then he's like, "I don't need college." Yeah, I let's go get some money. Year. I don't think so. Are they? Because ha- I don't remember. Z- Wait, no, I think they had to have been the same year because I think that first year that they were in, they went thirteen and three. So Dak Prescott got drafted, two thousand sixteen. Yeah. I'm looking at Zeke got drafted that year. Oh. He was fourth overall. Yeah, he definitely. Oh, yeah, he Zeke, was. Zeke, he he was. was. Good call, I, Kyle. I thought they would. Cause Good I call. That, that first year. I thought he was fifteen for some reason. Yeah, because I, I, was, I was always oh, thinking Dak and yeah. Zeke. I never thought of, like, oh, who did he have before? Because the year yeah. before was McFadden and Romo. Because Romo got hurt, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. I'm like, what? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyways, Alex will give you the full breakdown of this later. game a little later. Yeah. Um, Tua Tungabailoa. 
Let's go. He's going to make his first career start against the Rams. Wait, wait, wait. And one thing about yeah. Big Ten football. Oh, my. Yeah, yeah. Kiermaier just hit a bomb. Really? Kevin so Kiermaier. Let's go, baby. Let's go, Tampa. Cut the lead in half. Yeah. But next week, Ohio State, Penn State. Big game. Ohio Could State. be a wide I out. I think that's game Could be wide out. Could be. I it's definitely game. Won. It's definitely game. That day. is going to be a very fun I game. I think Ohio State's going to roll them. They but. should roll them. But, should. I mean, nonetheless, playing in Penn State, as Alex knows, is definitely a tough place to play. Hey, we almost beat them last yeah. year. Almost uh, beat them. That's where uh, a fan favorite, Trace McSorley, played his college Trace football. Trace <laughs> But anyways. Back to Tua. I'm sorry for cutting you off. No, it's fine. But, you know... Tua's pretty important, Kyle. And Tua Tungavailoa is making his first career start against the Rams in two weeks. Um, I'm not surprised at all. Uh, I knew the entire time they were waiting for the bye week. Yeah, it, it looked pretty obvious when he got a couple snaps in bye against week the did Jets. Get moved though, from uh, they were it supposed did. to have like week 11. It's it, and that's probably why he's starting a little earlier than people thought. They're probably like, screw it, bye weeks early. And Tua's early. Let's mm-hmm. do it, baby. Yeah. But, yeah, Aaron Donald's definitely going to smack him around a little bit. But that'll yeah. be good to, to show his mental toughness. Sure. Yeah. You uh-huh. know, if he's favoring his hip, maybe he – I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see how he – if he takes a sack, if he tries to do too much. Yeah. Yeah. My, I, think, go ahead. I think Tua is a very disciplined quarterback. I think he'll mm-hmm. do just fine. He's a guy that's been coached up, obviously, not just from Nick Saban, but from Brian Flores and from yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's great situation for Tua, honestly. Brian Flores is a great coach. Fitzpatrick is the guy you want to be behind him to start your career. I love Fitzy. Great vet. Absolute. He's fun to watch on the field. It's the guy who you want running your team. Uh, it's just... It's it's great for Tua to have that. I mean, Fitz, eight teams in his career, seen so many different defenses, seen so many different offenses. It's, it's something great yeah. for him. And seeing Tua on the 15-yard line after... The game against that the Jets was, is something special to see. It was. Cool. And I'll tell you guys before you go, Alex, I'll tell you guys my little story. I think you guys all know this in the room, but not on the podcast. Uh, I went to Jets Niners in 2016, and Ryan Fitzpatrick got benched for Bryce Petty, the fourth rounder from Baylor. And I was in the locker room that day, and I was expecting it to be a little tense. Yeah. But no, Fitzpatrick was screaming in excitement for him, hugging Bryce Petty, and it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Mm. But he's just that type of guy. Yeah. Yeah. Sports. So Fitzpatrick and the offense, they've done pretty well this year, but their offense at some times can be very inconsistent. Do you guys think that if Tua does screw up a little bit, Fitzpatrick will go back in? I mean, I don't think putting in Tua is for improvement. I think he's going to be good. Mm-hmm. But That's why. It's, you know, if it's they, to win. It's just mm-hmm. to get him out there. If they weren't 3-3 three and three right now, Tua wouldn't be playing. Yeah, because yeah. this offense has been inconsistent at some times, but Tua can yeah. make his offense go better than what Fitzpatrick has brought mm-hmm. to the table, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. You know how many times he's going to throw to Mike Gusecki next week? Hey, I want like to 40 Parker. times. <laughs> well, they have to buy week. In two weeks. Yeah. He's just going to elevate the offense. Anyways, another crazy thing from that game yeah. was Marcus May's interception. The butt one pick. Of, the butt pick. One of the craziest plays I've ever seen. Thanks to Bless on Austin, too. Yeah. He saved that catch. Mm-hmm. And oh, I have a little uh, little theory for you guys. <laughs> um, Delusional theory, in my opinion. Listen to the man. So the butt fumble. Right. Stopped the playoff streak. Sanchez played horrible after that. Darrell Rivas left for Tampa. No more conference championship games. 
My theory is... Jets make the conference championship right here. this year. <laughs> this year. This is the year, everyone. No, nah, I hope they go 0-16. But anyways, it started with the butt fumble. It's going to end with the butt pick. You know, they're going to play out the year, go 0-16, fire Gase. I really don't... I love Sam Darnold, but if they're going to clean house... He's got to go. Then he he has to. He has to because his contract's due in a year. Or, it, again, like Baker, pick up the fifth. Then that's just an extra year of having him around and who knows. But the thing about this is, guys, um, the Jets need to bring in a good head coach. Hey, 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 we'll talk about Gase in a bit. Is that another thing? It yeah, is. Yeah. Indeed it is. I'm sorry. We'll, we'll hold it off <laughs> okay. right there. But anyways. It's a little preview. <laughs> sorry about that. I got a little excited. I'm a Jets fan. It's and right. There's nothing else to talk about. It's okay. Um, another thing, though, uh, not a real great transition, but the next topic <laughs> is. The Michigan men. The Michigan men. Devin Bush and Taylor Lewan tore their ACLs. Dang. You know, um, the numbers aren't up, but that's two more big guys out for the year. And I think this is because. You know, due to COVID, there wasn't a long, there was no preseason, not a long training camp, no OTAs. Thank you. I think some of the guys who were roster locks that didn't have to fight for a spot, you know, didn't push themselves over the edge in conditioning. Some people did, definitely. I'm sure. Yeah. But Kyle will, will give you the numbers in a second here, but I feel like that's why a lot of top guys have gotten hurt. Yeah. It's, a, it's actually been a stat that's been proven, or not proven, but, like, seen that, or a lot of people have said that, oh, there's been so many more injuries this year. Why is there so many injuries? What's happening? But there actually isn't more injuries. It's just the impact of the players that are getting injured. Like Skyler said, who knows if they're conditioned or not. I'm assuming they, they are. I mean, it might just be luck that this is happening. Yeah, coincidence. some MetLife turf. <laughs> But, I mean, those guys, they have to be conditioned. They know how good they are. They, their work ethic is what got them to that point, most likely. And so, uh, it's tough there, but not being more injuries is actually a true thing. It's just all uh, the impact of the players getting hurt. It's 1 through 10, not 49 through 50. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, so transitioning in, this is a big week in football, and we want to see where everyone has their top five power rankings. Scott, you go first. Alrighty. So last week I had Green Bay at number one, and they played pretty bad against yeah, Tampa. Was, All right. Was, They're dropping from one to six. So my new top five is going to be Seattle, Kansas City, Tennessee, Pittsburgh, and Tampa Bay. Yep. Fair enough. All right. Uh, for me, uh, this, this is actually a very, very tough list to make, and so I had to do six and seven. I put six Baltimore, five Pittsburgh. I still put the Green Bay Packers at four. I still think they'll just be mm-hmm. fine. It's just one game. One game, that's all it is. Uh, if you keep on losing, like the Buffalo Bills, you'll be out of it, and that's why I don't have them, them on this list. Number three, I put Tennessee. Number two, I put Seattle back. Reclaiming number one is Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Playing right. in the snow really uh, got to you, Cal? Or was it more rain. sleet? Rain. It was rain. Rain? Ah, it looked... It, it looks like some like some raining. solid rain, man. I was able Maybe to watch the sleep. game oh, on okay. Monday afternoon. Okay. I was doing things. Um, my power rankings, I'm going to have Seattle at number one, reclaiming their throne. Titans, number two. Pittsburgh, number three. Uh, after them, Kansas City, number four. But Kansas City, if they can string a couple wins together, 
If they win this week... Then they'll magically jump up to one? No, they're just going to jump up because Tennessee plays Pittsburgh this week. That's true. And at five, I'm going to have Tampa Bay. But it could easily be Baltimore right in that slot. Yeah, I'd say Tampa's like seven or eight for me. Okay, so speaking about Tampa Bay, they have a really good quarterback in themselves who is in the race. He's all right. He's in the race for MVP voting. He's just a goat. MVP voting. But who do you guys think will win the MVP as of right now? All righty. So I'll break down my top five for this as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. All right. So number five, I got the lead of Derek Carr. He's played great so far. Leading him to probably his best victory in his career in Kansas City. First time he's beat them in Arrowhead. Number four, uh, I'm going with Tannehill. Tannehill's mm-hmm. beast so far this year. He's a guy that, I mean, has overcome a lot of haters so far, and I think he'll continue to do that. Number three, A-Rod is still there. I still had Josh Allen high last week, but with his, again, bad performance, I dropped him down a bit. So A-Rod's number three for me. Number two is the 2018 MVP, Patty Mahomes. Patty. He's right there. Uh Definitely a guy that's consistently put in great performances, and the loss against the Raiders perhaps wasn't even his fault. It was just his offensive coordinators. And number one, man who has never received an MVP vote in his career, Russell Wilson. Blasphemy. And that, for me, Russell Wilson is my number one guy. I don't really have a top five right now, but as of right now, Russell Wilson is the top dog. and I don't think it's close right now. He's going to finish strong. He's off to a very good start. He's... Projected for at least 60 touchdowns, and <laughs> this guy's limit for Russell Wilson this year in Seattle. Yeah, I don't know if that's gonna happen, but yeah, Russell Wilson's the only one right now. Yeah, he's the only one. Yeah, right. I had Josh Allen pretty close, but the past two games, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. He's looked awful. He's going yeah. back yeah, to he's, rookie. He's, looked, he's, looked pretty bad. he's the one we used to mock on Twitter every day because he couldn't hit a five yard out. I mean, I don't know what's going on. Maybe they ran out of scripted plays. Maybe it's the tough teams they're playing. Yeah, mm-hmm. but sure. he's nowhere near Russell Wilson mm-hmm. right now. And Rodgers dropped off a little bit this week. Yeah, it's just one game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But speaking of MVPs, the likely National League MVP, Freddie Freeman. Yep. And his Atlanta Braves blew a three-one lead in the NLCS. Atlanta sports, man. We put a tweet up saying that maybe it's just in Atlanta sports. The choking genes. Georgia Bulldogs, Atlanta Falcons, yeah, Atlanta Braves, and and that's tough. And the Hawks don't have any leads to choke, so you know. But I, yeah. I do think but they did have the one seed that one year, right? They did. And they, they did. They didn't lose yeah, again. They got destroyed. Yeah. Wow. But uh, I do think this team's going to return strong. They have yeah. a lot of young talent coming back. I think the only players leaving or you know expiring contracts are Marquez and the relievers. Yeah, yeah Marquez. Maybe uh, Darno. Yeah, he's a beast. He's a beast. Yeah. He, they need to bring him, bring him back. Yeah, but yeah. I think they'll, they'll definitely do that. I mean, yeah. they don't have a problem giving money to people, considering there's no cap and MLB. No cap. Okay. Uh, I don't think is a guy that you need to bring back. He's an old, oldie, good vet. Mm. But I mean, not Christian Pache time. Pache. <laughs> Pache. Yeah. All right. All right. Relievers. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Relievers. Most of them are just on one-year contracts, anyways. So you could just. Send yeah. them back for that one year. I do think this team comes back and wins the NL East for a fourth straight year. Uh, I mean, the Phillies, good team on paper, bad bullpen. But you need bullpen, you need pitching. That pitching staff is worth so much money, and they just didn't get it done this year. They didn't do but anything in the bullpen. You know who has the worst the bullpen? <laughs> the Mets. I yeah. Mean, yeah. That's, a, that's for another day, though. The Alex. Mets aren't really <laughs> that contender there. 
The Marlins, uh, I like the Marlins. I don't think they'll be a contender in the hundred. You know, if they make a big splash in free agency, I feel like they're a big name away. You know, uh, they still need they still need some pieces. You, they need more consistency true. from their guys. Do you think the defending champs come back? Defending champs, the Washington Nationals. Nationals? Yeah, they're not going to be defending champs in a couple. Yeah, in a not week a couple or so. weeks. But <laughs> right uh, now, I mean. That loss of Rendon was a big, big thing. And what we saw with the Nationals last year is that they weren't the best team in baseball for 150 of the games. They were the best team in the end of September and in October. And that's when it matters. That's when you need to be the best. I think that was kind of a fluke year. I'm not I'm not going to downplay the fact that they won a World Series championship, which is perhaps one of the hardest things to do mm-hmm. in sports. But... Uh, yeah, they still have some good pieces, but I think without Rendon, I don't think they're... And Strasburg coming up, the Tommy John, it's tough. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be so, a while to... Obviously, you know, Juan Soto's... A Scherzer's little. losing it a little bit. Sad to see, because I love Scherzer. He's still a beast. He, he mm-hmm. just, his ERA's a little up. And, yeah. But Juan Soto, Trey Turner, those two are... Yep. Oh, yeah. The Nationals won the World Series last year. But this year, who do you guys have winning the World Series? I got the Dodgers in five games. Um... You know, before this game started, I was trying to think of what Tampa has an advantage of, and it was scoring first. Bullpen. They did score first. And no, you I could say it. the bullpen, too, but, you know, scoring first. Better man. And <laughs> way better. This series. Yeah. Kevin Cash is a genius. That might be true, but the Dodgers. Sh- Dodgers have a. <laughs> In game seven, they came back twice, they hit it twice. Yeah. They can come back on any bullpen in the league. Sure. <laughs> and, and they're gonna they're gonna get it done. I think this is gonna be a really quick series. Um I have a feeling you guys don't feel the same way, but it's just superpowers gonna gonna get it done over the uh, underdogs right here. Yeah. Uh I disagree. I think the underdogs <laughs> are taking it. Oh yeah. <laughs> Let's go, Tampa. baby. Tampa's the city of champions right now. The but, Lightning wait, but winning. the Lakers won though. Don't care. Don't care. <laughs> Don't care. Lightning. We only care about hockey here. Uh, raise up in seven. That's all I got to go with. Ooh. I'm going to go with raise in seven, too. It was the Kansas City Chiefs, and they played on Monday in the first game against the Buffalo Bills. We saw Patty Mahomes uh, play well. In the rain and sleet, whatever you want to call it, maybe even snow if you're in Skyler's brain. Uh, it looked like some sleet to me. It was sleeting. 21 for 26, uh, 20, 225 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Josh Allen, on the other hand, other hand, 14 for 27, 122 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Ceh had his best game as a pro, 26 for 161. Uh, Patrick Mahomes had 10 carries for 36 yards. Just seeing that now for the first time. Daryl Williams. Mm-hmm. Six for 26 and a touchdown. No uh, Le'Veon Bell this week due to COVID protocol, so he'll be back next week, or he'll make his debut next week for that Kansas City Chiefs team. Buffalo's rushing attack was led by Josh Allen, who had 42 yards on eight carries. Devin Singletary, 10 for 32. Zach Moss, 5 for 10. Wasn't really anything there. Kansas City's receiving attack was led by Demarcus Robinson, 5 for 69. That's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> Travis Kelsey, 5 for 65 and two touchdowns. Byron Pringle, 2 for 46. Good Tyreek for Hill. Good for Byron. <laughs> Tyreek Hill, 
three for uh, 20 yards. Darrell Williams, one for 15. On Buffalo's side, Stephon Diggs led the way with six for 46 and a touchdown. Cole Beasley also had a touchdown on his 45 yards and four receptions. And Devin Singletary also caught a pass as well. John Brown had no, no catches in this game. Pretty yeah. interesting. So we, even though we already kind of made our MVP ballots, uh, one guy that's been in there for previous weeks was Josh Allen. We saw not a good performance by him this week, and we didn't see a good one with him last week as well. Josh Allen, his MVP candidate still there for him. You know, uh, this game was really weird for me to watch because, like I've said before, I've been scouting and watching college football, making mock drafts for about six, seven years now, and I thought Mahomes was going to go to Buffalo up until Buffalo traded their pick. Obviously, they wanted to go with uh, a 2018 class quarterback, but that was weird for me. You know, what would happen if Mahomes played in Buffalo? Exactly that. Would he only throw the ball 20 times a game? Yeah, probably. But uh, anyways, back to Josh Allen. I think I touched on this earlier, too. He's played two awful games back-to-back. We just don't really know right now if this is him going back to his rookie self or, you know, is something wrong with the offense? Is this Brian Dable's fault? Yeah. And, no, he's not going to win the MVP this year. He had a good run, but, you know, they're going to – I hope they they find a way to run the ball because that's the only way they'll win. Sure. Yeah. I'm going to say Josh Allen, he's not in the top five MP candidate anymore, but he could certainly build off these two losses because he could def- he has the talent to get back up into the race because before the last two games against Titans and the Chiefs, he was playing at a pretty high level. Very high level. Very high level. And now they've lost two in a row, and everyone's like, oh, shoot, what's wrong with Josh Allen? But I think the Bills are fine. It's not about this, – this topic's not about the Bills, but – if Josh Allen goes back to the way he's playing, then he's definitely in the in the race for MVP candidate, but he's definitely not going to win it because yeah. it's like we we saw him struggle against the Jets week one too. Yeah. It's I don't know yeah. if I'm sold yet to be honest. This week isn't one, just my hate for the but Bills. This is this is his best season by far, Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Week one though, I'm giving a lot of people a buffer for week one just because of that's the true. Preseason didn't really have any OTAs, obviously, and a limited training camp. Uh, Josh Allen, I gave my top five for MVP. I'd say Josh Allen's number six right now. He he still ha- led the team to most of their victories so far, but those two losses are something that can't go unnoticed. Definitely drops him out of the MVP candidacy right now, but he's still close if they get back to their winning ways and he starts slinging the ball just like he did in games one through four. They'll be just fine and he'll be back up there. So, the Dallas Cowboys lost their quarterback over uh, last weekend with Dak Prescott's gruesome ankle injury uh, against the Giants in the third quarter. Wow, that ball almost left. That was very, very close. But uh, Arizona Cardinals took them on in Dallas on Monday Night Football on ESPN. And the Arizona Cardinals, they took care of business, whooping them 38-10. Kyler Murray only had nine completions, but that's all he needed to their blowout victory as he went 9 for 24, 188, two touchdowns, no picks. Kind of uncharacteristic for Kyler to throw no picks because I don't think we've seen that this year. Uh, yeah, I mean, what do you have, nine completions? 
Yeah. 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 There you Look, go. Didn't look sharp in the beginning of the game, though, but found his way later on. Uh, also ran for 10, 10 times, uh, 74 yards, and got in once. Kenyon Drake, 20 for 164, two touchdowns. His by far best game of the year so far. Uh, the receiving attack was led by Christian Kirk, who had a long 80-yard touchdown, but also had another touchdown of six yards, and capped off his day with two receptions for 86 yards and two touchdowns. Andre Hopkins only had two receptions as well, but also had 73 yards. Good old Larry Fitz, three for 22. And on Dallas' side of the football, I don't really even know if I want to talk about their offense. Andy Dalton sucked. I won't even get into his stat line, even though he threw the ball 54 times. Ezekiel Elliott fumbled the ball twice, only had 49 yards. It might have been his worst game of his career. Uh, Mari Cooper, 7 for 79, and touchdown. C.D. Lamb, 7 for 64, no touchdowns. Dalton Schultz, 4 for 35, but besides that, nothing really else on that offense. Can someone tell me, what are these teams? Um, The Cowboys, like Hal said, Zeke's two fumbles, those were huge. I think that changed the game. Because they had all the momentum after that. I think Dallas, they're in a really, really weak division. And they should be fine. Um, Dalton's not the greatest on primetime, as we've seen in years past. But he's also... Primetime. Primetime. <laughs> him and Kirk Cousins have not been good in primetime. But back to the Arizona Cardinals. They are a pretty good team. 4-2. and two. They've had a pretty easy schedule. And I think Skyler was going to talk about it. Like, who they played recently... But I think they're a contender for a playoff. They get, they just got to win at least four, four to five more games. And their schedule is pretty pretty easy for them, in my opinion. And if they just play like they did yesterday, they should be fine. What were you, Skyler? Arizona's not a good team, guys. They look good on paper. There's a lot of money all across the team. But they're not. They're not, okay? <laughs> yeah. Kyler Murray... I don't know what to think about him, man. He completed nine passes. But he ran baseball player. But he did run a lot. They ran Went great in center field. They ran him. And their three wins, guys. Banged four. up Niners. Okay, three of their four wins. Okay. Banged up Niners. Joe Flacco. Andy Dalton. Who else did they beat? They played second. Oh, they beat Carroll. No, they lost to Carolina, right? Uh, Who did they beat? Let's see. That doesn't matter. Moving they on. They beat Washington. Oh, Washington. Okay, great. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so they beat Dwayne Haskins. Great work, guys. See, I think this defense is probably the most overrated defense I've ever seen. They play pretty good. You know, they're yeah. they're fast, and they played decent last night, but that's against no O-line. Um, Dallas is pretty much Carolina, except their division's horrible, so they actually have a chance. You know, they're going to have the... Uh, did you system. say NFC West is horrible? NFC East. Oh. Okay. Yeah. You're talking about Carolina. I'm talking about Dallas. Okay, oh, my bad. My bad. I'm talking about the Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> Dallas. Um, yeah. Uh, God damn it, Alex. You got me all... Oh, what? Well, anyways. <laughs> Dallas is pretty much like Carolina in a way because they're using kind of a system quarterback... Uh, he's not going to take... For some reason, Dalton was taking shots every single play. It made no sense at all. Like, they could have had a chance if they... I don't know, man. Got got Gallup open on, on a screen. Threw the ball to Dalton Schultz more. Like, come on. You can't go five wide with Andy Dalton. we already seen this before. Yeah. And it didn't work. It didn't. 
They're not. And the only reason they're kind of relevant right now is because their division's horrible. And yep. They're probably going to win it. Yeah, that's all I got to say. Yeah. The <laughs> NFC East, I think, is wide open. I mean, we saw Dallas lose. We saw Philly lose. And those were my two teams that were at the top of the division. It's still at the top of the division. Dallas leading it at 2-4, and four, which is crazy to say. Uh, one of that division, I hope, has less than six wins. I think that'd be funny to see. Terrible for football, but good for comedy. So that's there. Uh, so I'm pulling for every single NFC East team to lose as many games as they can. Arizona, on the other hand, I do think they are a playoff contender. The loss of Chandler Jones for the season sucks. Their defense is all right. But I don't know if they'll have what it takes to go deep into the playoffs, but I do think they'll make it. Yeah. All right, let's get into the layups and the closer. It's late, boys. Yeah, long <laughs> podcast today for all y'all, all y'all listeners. If you're still here. Or is it just Skyler? <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> man. So last week, uh, I had Indianapolis minus seven and a half. That did not cover. They lost, or they won by four. Skyler had Miami minus eight. That covered. <laughs> covered by twenty-four. Yeah, and uh, Alex had the Vikings minus three. It's a layup. <laughs> Team ended up losing by 17 points, so he's 20 points off there. Uh, rough one for that. Great but job, Alex. Have you got one layup right? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this week... I think I'm perfect, actually, on my layups. I, I, this is the first one I know I've gone wrong. Uh, this week I have the Chargers taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. We saw the Jags lose by 18 points this past week weekend, and uh, Chargers coming off the bye. No Austin Eckler. But Keenan Allen should be back, I'm assuming. And uh, Jacksonville sucks. New England, or not New England, Los Angeles isn't that much better, but I think they'll get the job done. Yeah, I got Seattle minus five at Arizona. Like I said, I don't think Arizona's a very good team. Minus three and a half. Yeah. What'd I say? Minus, minus five. five. Three and a half. I'm sorry. I can't, I can't read it, bro. I'm too far away. It's okay. But Seattle's got um, Jamal Adams coming back from the groin injury. They're going to kick the crap out of Arizona. It's not going to be a close game. Three and a half is a joke. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I have Bills minus 11 and a half against your Jets. Why think, would you do that? Because the Jets are terrible. We should have a rule where we can't pick <laughs> whoever, yeah, that's, whoever that's plays fair. Jets. You picked Jets last week. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I picked the Jets every single week besides that too. But yeah, I think the Bills are going to run this team. Allen's going to bounce back game. Sorry. I mean, it's not sorry. You guys. You know, lose. Alex, just because you picked this, they're going to beat Buffalo, man. Yeah, okay. Not, <laughs> they're not ha- it's not happening. It's not happening. I don't know. What, what's bigger? You think these fluke victories are going to happen this year, but they're not. You know what's worse, Adam Gase or his layup picks? It's pretty close. Uh, probably Adam Alex's Gase. Layup picks? I'd fire Alex's layup picks. Uh, so <laughs> we'll look at our bold predictions now on the closer slash two-minute drill, and we'll also look at our best series or game going on in the future. But my bold prediction last week was the Cowboys beating Arizona. Good thing it was a bold prediction because uh, Cowboys, they got, they just got destroyed, and that was clear to see. Uh, Skyler had Boston College uh, wins at number 23, Tech. How'd that go for you? Yeah, Phil Yurkovich, quarterback of Boston College, was actually number three in the nation in passing yards for this game. Uh, he didn't have a great game, but it was Virginia Tech's running game. They finally figured out how to run the ball. 
Yeah. He had like 200 total yards or something and just ran all over him. I think they beat him by 17 maybe. And mm-hmm. it did not work out for me. Alex's bold prediction this weekend was the Philadelphia Eagles beating Baltimore. And that... Hey, it was pretty close. Two-point loss? On paper. Somehow. On paper it was close. Your bold prediction was closer than your layup. That's true. He has a habit of that. Maybe you should take your bold prediction, move it over to your layup. Switch <laughs> yeah. Well, I got one lip really, really close. It was, <laughs> it was Tampa Bay minus seven and a half, and then it was seven. <laughs> yeah. Well, can't vote for the Vikings anyway. So going on to this week, my bold prediction is the Bears go into L.A. and take down the Rams. Uh, if the Bears score 22 points, they win this game. I think they'll de- their defense will do just fine against L.A., and if they find a way to score against L.A.'s pretty good defense, actually, then... Uh, They'll win this game for sure. Yeah, got Iowa State's going to get the win at Oklahoma State. This is the battle of the 2022 running backs. Brees Hall, Chuba Hubbard. Actually, Chuba Hubbard's a senior. Yeah. I guess that would be this year. But Never mind that. But it, it's, a great, it's a great running back matchup. You know, I wasn't really sold on Brock Purdy to start off the year. But he's proven he can come back and win games. He beat uh, Oklahoma. And did they go to overtime? Or was it just a game-winning field goal I think it was just at the end of regulation? Well, I don't think they went to OT. I like Brock Purdy. I like Brees Hall. I like Iowa State. <laughs> Scott, I'm going to go with Jets-Bills. Just kidding. No. Sorry. That was your layup. I know. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. That was the joke. I'm going, I'm going yeah. Cincinnati beats Cleveland this week. but the Battle um, of Ohio. Yeah. Wow. I want to see Cleveland lose. <laughs> Joe Burrow win. I'd be fine with that. I think the nation does. Yeah. Yeah. Browns suck. We like we say that. here, this is bigger than football. <laughs> so moving on to our last thing, our best series slash game. Mine is a great Sunday matchup between the Steelers and the Titans, two the two last uh, undefeated teams in the AFC. Uh, Seahawks are the other undefeated team, but that is in the NFC. Only one team in the AFC will make it to 6-0. and I'm not quite sure who's gonna, who that's going to be. Oh, I'll tell you. Tennessee's going to beat them by two touchdowns. It's fair. Don't worry. It's fair, but that Steelers defense is something crazy. Something crazy. I'm very, well, very much looking forward Derek to it. Derrick Henry's something crazy. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill, is he something crazy? Yes. When he doesn't have to be something crazy, he is something crazy. But when he has to be something crazy, it never goes well. But anyways, my best series of the week. It's going to be the World Series. The World one, yeah. Yeah. Tampa Bay... L.A. Dodgers. Right now the Dodgers are up 8-1 to one in the 7th. <laughs> you know, I did pick the Dodgers to win 5, but it's the World Series. Yeah. It was open. Nobody took it. Come on. Everyone watches the World Series, even if you hate baseball. You have to. If yeah. you don't, well. That's Tom's stuff. It's for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't care for you then. All right. My best game of the week I'm looking forward to is Michigan at Minnesota. My Wolverines are going into Minnesota. On prime time, and is Joe Milton. Gophers, is that what Minnesota is? Yeah. Yes, it's sir. PJ Fleck. Sadly, we don't have Nico Collins. Tanner Morgan, Rashad Bateman. <laughs> but we do have Joe Milton. Joe Milton's making his uh, first start for Michigan this week, and I'm pretty excited to see how he does against with Ronnie Bell. And Giles Jackson's going to step up in his absence. I hope Zach Charbonnet is going to have a good game against Minnesota. <laughs> But yeah. All right, Homer. Simpson. Go blue. Well, that's the show, guys. If anyone's made it this far, thank you. 
We just want to go in depth. You know, honestly, I don't care if nobody watches this. You know, getting used to talking about every single game. It's fun. It is. It's fun. And eventually, I want to do a live show sometime in the future. Live stream to YouTube or something? You know, today we actually... I don't think we're going to cut anything here other than we took a little break at halftime. Yeah, makes my job easy. Yeah. Yeah, but yes, do, we, do we know when halftime was or is Brett just going to... Yeah, it's like 40. It's like 40. I'll 46 minutes. Right. But anyways, Twitter's at Immac Sports. YouTube, Immaculate Sports. Is it? Immaculate. It is, oh, right? It's Immaculate. The full Immaculate. immaculate. Wow. We got it. That wrong. We got it. Oh, wait, it doesn't matter, dog. No one's going to look it up anyways. Instagram, <laughs> at Immac Sports. Thanks for joining immaculate me today, sports. guys, everybody. Isn't... Wait, wait. Wait, do you, you say Instagram at Immaculate Sports? Immaculate. That's Instagram a Mac, cut Twitter a no, Mac. No, we're fine here. We don't have to cut it. We're, we're doing this one take. We're not doing anything. We ain't doing no cuts. It's just staying in here. It's all Mac good. Sports. Mac Sports. <laughs> this has been the Going the Distance podcast presented to you by Immaculate Sports. Catch you next week. Peace. Maybe not. Not yet. <laughs>